Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. Good Thursday morning to you here on Carl and Crew. You know, I was listening, Young Thunder, I couldn't help but to catch one of the stories that you that you had in your newscast. Yeah. About another Chicago public school student being... Yeah, shot. Being shot. And killed. You know... I just, I want to stop and pray. Please. Sovereign Lord, we thank you that you are God of this city. And Lord, God, it's easy to become numb to the work of the enemy, to the presence of evil, Lord. God, but let us not grow desensitized, Lord. Yeah. God, I pray for families that are affected by this and many, many other acts of violence that have devastated lives and families and school communities and church communities. And Lord, we say, how long, oh God, we ask that you would shut the mouth of evil, that you would intervene for our young people, God. Lord, we ask you to bring awakening to our city, God, so that stories like this would not become background noise, God. Lord, help us, Lord. We see evil and we shudder, but we are not without hope Mm -hmm. because we know that ultimately in you we have the victory. One day you will make every wrong right. You will wipe every tear. So, God, we just ask for your help, for your comfort, for your protection, for every student headed to school today, Lord, including those who do so in fear, Lord. Sovereign Lord, we ask you to intervene. We ask for your mercy. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 It just can't continue. No. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> don't be sorry. Not I'm just in all honesty. I I don't want to share these stories with the attitude of of some other news organizations. If it bleeds, it leads because people will pay attention. It's mm-hmm. the these are real people. These are real children, uh, and it needs to be addressed and it needs to be prayed for. Yeah. And so when you hear these stories, add it to your prayer list. Think about the people who are affected directly by these yeah. things. It's important. I'm glad we did this. We serve a good God. We have reason for hope. Got a special guest coming up with some real encouragement for you. This is Matthew West as you get your morning started this morning. Learning to follow Jesus each and every day. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. February 1st, we're talking about spring baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Training. And it's 50 today. And it's 50 today. But I gotta, I gotta let the boom crew in on a little secret. Uh oh. Hmm. Despite all of those things we just said, it yeah. is February one, and guess who still has their Christmas tree up? Is it you? You? It is me. Wow. No. February one, I still have not just the Christmas tree, all the Christmas decor up. Wow. Interesting. I'm surprised. It yeah. <laughs> Throw me. I'm like. So I was so late. 
because I had COVID and just lots of life craziness. I was yeah. so late getting everything up this year. Sure. Yeah. I only had like a good 10 day to two week run uh, to enjoy it before okay. Christmas. And yeah. so I just said, you know what? I don't want to take it down right away. Aww. I put it all up. And yeah. So I did finally take the wreath off the front door <laughs> okay. because I thought this is looking a little uh, like. Well, sure. That's on the outside. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I, I did bring that one in, but I got Christmas lights still up. I got Christmas pillows, throw pillows out. Good for you. I still have it. stockings hung by the chimney with care. Not go. the chimney, but the fireplace on little uh, command hooks with the strips that it. you can pull uh, yes. off so it doesn't tear your paint. How's the family Absolutely. doing with all this? They they're, loving it? Oh, they're fine with it. They, it could yeah. stay up all year, and I don't even know if they'd notice. But <laughs> I'm for wondering, oh. anyone in the boom crew like me and just keeping it going, keeping uh. the party going a little bit longer, <laughs> text me. Let me know, do you still have your Christmas tree up? February 1st. We made it. <laughs> haven't taken it down yet. So good. Text us 312-274-9624. See a couple of trickling in. 7676 is with me. 1155, you still have all your Christmas tree up. Christmas supplies up. Good for you. 6171. Me too. Christmas tree still up. Helping you start your day off right. This is Carl and Crew Mornings. Well, glad to hear that there are some of you like me who have been a little slow to take down the Christmas decorations this year. Uh, 1249 Christmas tree is still up, but I've added some red hearts for Valentine's Day. <laughs> That's all. Wait, Fifth can you do that? Can you just keep your Christmas tree up? And some then people do. Just continue to put other holiday things around? Yeah, of course. I got a picture right here. 1524 also turned their Christmas tree into a Valentine's Day tree. Aww. I can't wait to see what they're going to do for President's Day. Uh, how might you decorate a tree for presidents? I don't day? know. Maybe That's just some nice portraits of all the presidents. <laughs> no, <laughs> that'd be a bit odd. Like Christmas ornaments when you have your kids' oh, picture so on them, but you just have some presidents' pictures. And put some presidential yeah. ornaments. This no, is no problem. Happy this President's is, Day. It's my President's Day tree. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> 53, si oh, oh, wow. 5316. Our tree has been up since 2020. No. What? You, what? We do change the ornaments with the seasons. Yes. Okay. So you've got a year round tree. I love it. Okay. That's very seasonal. That's awesome. It's a Christmas tree. It's a, a 4th of July tree. <laughs> now that would it. be fun. It's a Labor Day <laughs> very tree. Very patriotic tree. Um, huh. Okay. I kind of love that. I, I, I do think that mine will come down in the next couple weeks. I did want to kind of make it to February 1st, though. It's like, let's just keep the party going. And in February, I'll probably take it down. And I like then it. I might have some time now. <laughs> I might have the time to take it down this month. No energy? No problem. We have all the energy you need and more. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. Not too long ago, I was traveling and had a little bit of time to read. And I was reading a book on prayer. And I, I want to paraphrase kind of a one one of the takeaways that that I got out of it. If you ever been through, gone through a season where something was really heavy on your heart, really kind of impressed upon you, and prayer all of a sudden didn't feel like a discipline. It didn't feel like, oh, I I need to make time to prayer to pray today. Prayer was the reflexive action of 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 your heart because you couldn't stop thinking about whatever was concerning you. You yeah. ever been through a season like oh, that? Oh, yeah. It was, oh, it was yeah. definitely your 
you're you're carrying you're, it right there. Mm-hmm. It's it's maybe it's a struggle, maybe it's a a, a loved one that you're concerned about. Yeah. But mm-hmm. prayer all of a sudden became very easy because you were so desperate to see God move in some yeah. particular situation. Mm-hmm. And so this kind of this principle that was illuminated that was is so simple, but I hadn't really thought about it. That really, when it comes to some sometimes our difficulty praying. It's it's really sort of our difficulty caring that when we are yeah. really, really concerned about something, prayer comes easily. Yeah. But when we are sort of dull to concerns, we're not that concerned. So we're not particularly motivated to pray. Yeah. So part of the shift that has to happen is is isn't just the discipline aspect of it. It's the heart aspect of it where your heart Mm -hmm. is stirred for things in such a way that you're motivated because you really, really care. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. And it was like, whoa. Yeah. A lot of times I don't, if I'm honest, I don't pray because I don't care. And I don't say that in like a, a flippant sort of way. Like I'm uncaring or you're uncaring. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. But we've not even allowed our hearts to like engage in such a way that it becomes a real concern for us. Yeah. And so, you know, I I, I share that because we're we're going to talk about something that's coming up this weekend where we're going to bring believers together. Not us. Chicago Land United in prayer is going to be bringing believers together to pray, and it's a ch- it's it's a challenge to to call us to pray for things that maybe we haven't allowed ourselves to care about. And this is just sort of gut level, honest with yourself kind of thing, right? Yeah. Because if you acknowledge that when something is heavy on your heart, Mm -hmm. prayer is reflexive. Well, the flip side of that is prayer is kind of on the back burner when you're, when it's not that pressing on your heart. It's, I mean, it's a fair deduction to make. It's a hard one to admit, but it is. So coming up, I want to, it's an invitation for you to pray, but also to care. Boom Crew, celebrate what God is doing in you. This is Carl and Crew Mornings. Well, Boom Crew, if you have a heart for Chicagoland, I have something you're going to want to hear about. It's a it's an event to pray together with fellow believers in Chicago, in the suburbs. And we've got a great guest here to talk to us about it, Dr. John Feuder. He's an adjunct professor here at Moody Theological Seminary, and he has been a part of this for many, many years. Let's just talk a little bit about your background. You have a real heart for urban ministry. How did that come about I, for you? I do, Ellie, and thank you again for this opportunity. Yeah, so many years in California, uh, my wife and I pouring our lives into under-resourced neighbor, Bay Area, L.A., and then was invited to teach urban ministry classes uh, in the old Moody grad school back in the day, pre-Moody Theological Seminary. Wow. And that was like, love what you do, never work a day in your life. It was 17 years of pouring our lives into this city that we love. And then uh, I think in many ways, out of those years, so many deep friendships, relationships, many ministry partnerships were born early that it's been a natural thing to build on that 10 years ago as we started Pray Chicago. 
what is it about urban ministry that's that's different? Because you don't ever hear people say, I, I focus on suburban <laughs> yeah, ministry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it about that's urban good. ministry? That's good. Because I wasn't raised in it. I'm from a small town in Michigan. I think the fact that the nations are in the cities and often, not always, but often, uh, many of the more under-resourced communities, poverty pockets, are in a lot of our cities. Like case in point in our city of Chicago, yeah. West and Southside, everybody kind of knows that. So there is, a, I think, a, a just a very local missional opportunity to be engaged as a Christ follower uh, and to love on and minister in under-resourced places. Yeah. And so that has been our passion for a lot of years. And boy, celebrate the fact that in our city of Chicago, there are so many wonderful urban ministries that are yeah. serving the needs of our city. Many of those are involved in the prayer effort. And a lot of the focus of our prayers, prayerful engagement, is to pray into those neighborhoods. Mm. So coming up uh, Sunday, February 4th, 5 to 7, there's going to be one of these gatherings, Chicagoland United in Prayer, coming together at Apostolic Faith Church right here in Chicago for a couple of hours of focused prayer. When we think about the needs of our city, we think about um, poverty, we think about violence, we think about addiction, we think about the migrant crisis that we're facing. There's uh, The list goes on and on. Uh, give the appeal to the person listening. What can two hours of focused prayer do? Well, well, think of it as, you know, Jesus prayed that we'd be one, uh, that the world may know. And so picture, if you can, if folks have not been a part of this, African-American, Latino, Caucasian, Asian coming together across the city and the suburbs, uh, very interdenominational, very much committed to Christ alone. And it's beautiful. But then there is always a focus to our prayers. And so you, you mentioned the migrant community. The theme this year is love God, love neighbor. Mm. And we are truly trying to rally the body of Christ to see an Esther moment. I, I think many of us know there's about 500 a day of the migrants that are still rolling into our city. It's well over 30 plus thousand. Yeah. And so we're going to do this very intentionally, Ellie. There will be a blend of English and Spanish. Our own Roy Patterson, Moody Radio, who MCs, will take team with Paco Amador, one of the New Life pastors, and we'll really seek to focus our prayers and our worship and our commitment into saying we, the church, want to seize an opportunity to love neighbor as we love God. And that'll be the call and that'll be the invite for people to come. In fact, we're actually collecting belongings. People can bring hats, coats, gloves to a uh, apostolic faith church and new life. will have a truck there and they'll grab them all up and, and give them away as well to wow. the migrant community. So we're, we're going to just put that right out there and believe God to tug on our hearts and be the answer to our prayers and keep praying and keep serving the needs of those uh, all around us. I love that because, you know, so, so often we can get distracted by lesser things. We yeah. can get distracted, specifically when you look at something like the, the migrant crisis, we can get distracted by political positions. Yeah. Uh, we can get distracted by what we think should or should not be happening in government. Right. But the reality is we have an opportunity we here. And, yeah. and, and more than an opportunity, we have a command. That Yes, ma'am. And, and that is the theme, to love God and love neighbor itself. We'll read those scriptures, we'll pray into them, we'll worship around them, and then we'll stand at the end, we'll raise up all those 70 seven neighborhood signs and say, we are committed as the church to love on this city uh, and our suburbs. And so this launches us into the year of what we call prayerful engagement, where we start in prayer and then we rally the church to serve the needs of our city, spring, summer, fall, 
So uh, that's something that we would welcome people to come be part of. Lots of room. <laughs> there will be a seat for you if you're listening. Please yeah. come join us. Sunday, February 4th, 5 to 7 p.m. It's at Apostolic Faith Church in Chicago. Uh, that is on the south side here of our city. If you can get here, uh, great. You can also participate via live stream. Right. If you want the details for this Sunday's event, just text the word PRAY to 312-274-9624. P-R-A. A Y to three one two two seven four nine six two four. Doc Feuder, thank you so much for joining us today. We so appreciate you and the work you're doing. Thank you, Allie. Grateful for you as well. Going deeper in our relationship with Jesus. Work Carl and Crew mornings. You know, there's power in a change of clothes. How do I know this? Well, you think about all of the reasons why you change your clothes. I've got kids, so sometimes during, particularly during kind of cold and flu season when they were little and they spent a lot of time on the floor, gone drugs at school and they would come home and I would know, oh, there's lots of germs and stuff going around. Let's come in the house. Let's change your clothes. Let's go ahead and get off those clothes from school that are covered with who knows knows what. Let's get you cleaned up. Let's put on our fresh pair of clothes. I went and had an opportunity to volunteer not too long ago at a local rescue mission. And one of the things that they do is when people come in off who've coming in off the street, they go through this process of almost like a decontamination process Hmm. where they are in kind of like a hot box where everything that could be, I'm not going to get too graphic here, but. You know, if you're if you are living on the street, you are there's all kind of things that you could carry in with you. Yeah, absolutely. Critters and all kind of things. So this hot box sort of decontaminates clothing and hair and they have to go through this yeah. so that then they can come in and get a change of clothes and stay the night. There is power in a change of clothes, physically speaking, but spiritually speaking as well. Let's talk about that coming up. Your spiritual pit stop to keep you going in the race. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. We change clothes all the time to fit what we're going to be doing on any given day. You have a job change, you change your wardrobe. Remember when I got hired at Moody? This was back when Moody had a little bit more of a, a strict dress code. Sure. Things have definitely loosened up. And really loosened up post-COVID. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. <laughs> but there was a time when their jeans weren't really part of the dress code. Yeah. You needed to wear like a, more of a slacks. Yeah. And even predating me being here, Super Die, there was a time when... Full suits for men, <laughs> ties, full dress. Yeah. Absolutely for women. Wow. No pants, no slacks whatsoever. Just, just mm-hmm. a dress. Dress. Did you have to wear like, uh, like the the pantyhose or like yes, the... hosiery, hosiery. Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's a pantyhose are a unique form of torture. <laughs> I mean, it really, that's a horrible thing. No beanies. No beanies. <laughs> yeah, and uh, things. The, I, I, I almost wish that I could post a picture of 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 what we're wearing today so you could see how much things have relaxed <laughs> but i would need to make sure that none of us are currently breaking the existing dress code <laughs> i don't want to get us in trouble 
<laughs> or our manager just walked in, so I don't know. <laughs> so far, Oops. nobody's said anything. <laughs> yeah. But I want to make something super clear here, that, theologically, that this analogy of putting on and putting off, it, it, it obviously all analogies break down at a certain point. And you have to become new in Christ before the changing clothes, putting on, putting off, kind of really becomes applicable. And when we go back to Colossians 3, uh, we've been there all week, but I wanted to read a couple verses and focus there just for a minute, where we talk about putting on, putting off. Verse 9 says, Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices and put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. I want to focus on that, taken off your old self, Put on your new self. There's an identity shift that has to happen where it's not just a clothing change. We are made new in Christ. It's a total 180 where who you once were is dead. Yeah. Who you are now is alive in Christ. Once you're alive in Christ, then there's some other things to start to shed, those old practices, those those sins, because yeah. now you got new power at work in you, the power of Christ. So you can take some things off and then you can put on those Christian virtues. But that identity shift has to happen. And I want to make sure that for anyone who's listening this morning, as we've been hearing, you've been hearing this conversation, if you do not know Jesus, then this whole clothing stuff doesn't apply so much. Yeah. Because it's behavior modification when you simply try to do things differently, but you're not made new in Christ. You got a thought, Superdive? Well, that was exactly where I was going. Make sure you have it in the right order. Don't put the cart before the horse. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And don't try to change the clothes when you haven't had a changed heart. Yeah. So I want to be very clear with, with the gospel. If you've maybe never come to know Jesus as your Savior— the reality for every single one of us is that we are born into sin. That is our nature. That is our identity. We are children of wrath from the very beginning. Yes, that's our nature from the start. Only because of Jesus Christ, who came, who lived a sinless, perfect life, ultimately went to a cross, took the sin, your sin, my sin, the sin of the whole world, died, allowed himself to be killed, once for all, so that the wrath of God was satisfied, but he didn't stay dead. Sometimes you hear people say things like, well, Jesus died for my sins. True. Yeah. But please don't miss the important part that he didn't stay dead. That's when death is defeated is when he comes back to life. Yeah. Yeah. We have new life in Christ because of the resurrection. Our hope is in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So I want to appeal to you today, if you know that you are a sinner, if you can say, yes, I've not lived a perfect life, you can't do anything about your own sinful condition until you get a heart change, until you get new life in Christ. So how does that happen? It's a supernatural change. It's not something that I can even fully explain to you. But by the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of sin is broken and you are made new if you confess with your mouth, if you believe in your heart and you get, can you get that verse for me? I want to make sure that I get this absolutely spot on perfect, but there's a confession that takes place. There's a repentance that takes place, which just means you turn from your old life to a new way. You go from being a child of the devil, and that's from scripture, to being a child of God. 
Uh, this is Romans ten nine that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So have that honest conversation with God today where you confess, I'm a sinner. And Jesus, I believe that you are the only answer for my sin. I thank you for the price that you paid. Today I become a follower. I turn from my old ways and I follow you. Have that honest conversation with God. The words don't have to come out perfectly, but it's a cry of the heart that says, the old me today dies. New life begins. Young Thunder, would you pray for, uh, maybe it's just one, maybe a couple of you, maybe many of you. Would you pray, Jonathan? I would. Lord, I lift up my friends here who are recognizing that the way they have lived life is not good enough that something is missing, Lord, that they've tried to fill their hearts with with something to give them fulfillment and peace. Lord, we have all done that. God, we know it is you. We confess, Lord, that we cannot be good enough, this ethereal good enough, without you and without your sacrifice. We believe that. God, I believe that because of my sin and my inability, you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross, but that he rose again, proving to everybody that he is God and he is Lord. I confess Jesus as my Savior and my Lord. God, I ask you to change me, change my heart from the inside out. I want to follow you. I want to be with you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 If that's you, just text the word WELCOME to 312-274-9624. Just want to send you something that's going to give you a follow-up and some next steps. Just text WELCOME to 312-274-9624. Going on the road? Tune in wherever you drive. Just text APP to 312-274-9624. Yeah, if you didn't know that we have an app, a lot of times people will say, oh, I moved out of the area. I wish I could still listen to you guys. Oh, we have an app. You You can can listen. You You don't have to be physically in your car or anywhere near Chicago. You can listen on your own time uh, to our showcast at any time. And then you can even listen live uh, by downloading the Moody Radio app. We don't probably tell you that enough. So here you go. Text the word app to 312-274-9624. Text app to 312-274-9624. If you are currently listening on the app, text me and let me know where you're listening from. If you're listening on the app this morning, I want to give away a prize pack, a Carlin Crew prize pack this morning to one of our app listeners. So if that's you, and you can text me where you're listening from. You might win a prize. Sweet. We're gonna we're just Sweet. gonna pick one at random from whatever comes in. Text us. I'm listening on the app from dot dot dot. It's okay if you're local and you just happen to be listening on the app as well. That's cool. 312-274-9624. A little spontaneous giveaway for our app listeners. Text us where you're listening from on the app. 312-274-9624. Sometimes you just got to give away a Carlin Crew prize pack. Yeah, you're getting the you're getting the (laughs) car. I know, I know. 
living life for Jesus, and having a blast in the process. We're Carling Crew Mornings. Oh, lots of you listening on the app this morning. Many of you local just prefer the convenience of being able to listen on the app on your phone and move around. Yeah, I get that. A little bit easier to do than moving an actual radio. But Certainly we've got true. listeners, a couple from Minnesota. <laughs> nice. Quite Good a try. few. How was, how was that? It was okay. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> today's, today's Thursday. It's not Allie thinks it's funny. Wait, but. Ooh. Okay, Young Thunder. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Huh? Allie thinks it's funny is a segment. Yeah. It's also a lifestyle. Uh, okay. I'm sorry. You know what? Crossing the Point line taken. there, bud. Sorry. I always think I'm funny <laughs> <laughs> on other days as well. All right. You know what? You got me with that explanation. That was good. We have a listener from Mexico listening on the app cool. as well. Fantastic. We've got Oakbrook and Zion and Woodstock and Schaumburg and Port Washington, Wisconsin. We've got another lots of Wisconsin, Sycamore. Fantastic. Austin, Uh, Texas. We've got lots of Hoosiers. Super die. Shout out to the Hoosiers. We will pick a winner just at random uh, for a Carlin Crew prize pack. And we will let you know by text message if you have one. Just a fun little surprise. And yes, it is. I think Carl's been gone like a lot, and yeah. so I kind of feel like I have to keep a little bit of Carl. Hey, I get it in the building. Yeah, even oh, when he's not that, here. that's it. Okay. The spirit of Carl lives on <laughs> in each of us. <laughs> Let's just give away. I feel like giving away a prize pack. That's so good. Oh, I love when he does it. He'll be back with us. He's planning to be back from vacation uh, next week. In case you were wondering. Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. Well, you are invited to an event tonight that's going to be hosted by Carl and Dr. Mark Job is going to be his special guest. 7 o'clock tonight on live stream a webinar. Webinar live stream. Which one is it? Uh, yes. It's, yes. 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 It's both, right? Yeah. Yes, yes both. Yes. Live webinar. We'll just mm-hmm. combine the two. <laughs> it's going to be happening at 7 o'clock. You can get the link, and it's also going to give you some information on the seven resolutions coaching that, that Carl takes a small group through at a time. Uh, say no to self-help, yes to God's power, and really give you a vision for how this coaching can help you grow in your faith in 2024. So if you want to be a part of this tonight, no, it do- doesn't require you to commit to anything that webinar is totally free. You get the information and you decide if it's for you. Just text the word web to 312-274-9624. Text the word web to 312-274-9624. Speaking of invitations, how do you feel about getting invited to something where there is a suggested color scheme for the attire? How do you feel about that, Young Thunder? How do you no. really feel? Young I don't Thunder. really like it. Not a fan? No. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm fi- I am get it. So, like, I'll play along. But, play along? <laughs> but no oh, wow. is usually the way I feel about okay. it. I'm like, I'd rather just wear what I'm going to wear and it'd be okay. But I, I'm willing to play along because it's their party. It's not my party. Super Die, have you, this is, this is popular. Yes. Uh, it, lots of people Concert like Concert groups to. have done it. Mm-hmm. Please show up fans in this color. I've attended a friend's wedding. That was a certain color yes. we were required sort of to wear. I, I like it. I think it's fun because you're participating in something and you're <laughs> blessing them. It's what they want. Yeah, you know, it's, so, it's, yeah, go for it. It is kind of funny because they're, you know, 
when you have some family reunions will have like a like this is the color scheme. Yes. Yeah. Or the, the certain the clicks of that family. Yeah. Everybody needs to yes. wear this color. Yeah. Uh, my daughter got invited to a Sweet 16 birthday party for a friend. And she said, Mom, the colors are <laughs> silver, baby blue and white. And oh, so I'm like, wow. okay, <laughs> you own none of those. <laughs> That's the problem. We're going shopping. So I am currently on the hunt for a silver or baby blue. I mean, white is is easier to find, but yeah. a silver or baby blue uh, dress for a Sweet 16 formal birthday party. But I, I want to know, I'm curious, Boom Crew, have you heard of these? Do you like Colored themed parties where everybody's asked to wear a certain color. How do you feel about it? Uh, text us your answer. 312-274-9624. Just text us. Is this a thing? Have you been invited to one of these? What do you think? 312-274-9624. Ever wonder what happens when the mics are off? Find out on Carlin Crew Mornings Facebook and Instagram. Boom Crew, you are split on your opinions about color-themed parties or uh, color suggestions when you're invited to something and they say we'd like everybody to wear. Uh, sometimes it's simple, like everybody wears all black. Sometimes it's a little bit more involved, like this birthday party that my daughter is going to be attending where the color scheme is baby blue, silver, and white. Yeah, And I uh, <laughs> talked to the mother yesterday and she said, oh, it's great for the pictures, but of course, you know, it's fine if you wear something else. So usually there's not, there's definitely some wiggle room here for the those of you who think that this is putting on somebody, uh, uh, in, imposing a need to go buy something, a lot of times most people can come up with something from their closet that that yeah. f- that fits the the color yeah, scheme. Yeah, yeah. most Just of the time. Fun, or you can do the thrift store approach and go and try to find something that you don't doesn't cost a lot of money. Coming up though. I want to talk about the power of all white garments. This is, I guess you could kind of call it an all white party, but boy, it's something so much more special than even a party. Uh, The book of Revelation speaks a lot about white garments. And so since we've been talking about putting on, taking off this week, I thought let's find out what this is all about with our special guest, Dr. Jim Coakley. Going from believers of Jesus to followers of Jesus. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. We've been talking a lot about putting on, taking off. That's been our theme this week. So I I had uh, some questions about some passages that I read recently in Revelation where garments are are mentioned repeatedly. Dr. Jim Coakley, I brought on to talk with us. I'm going to read first out of Revelation 3. This is, I don't know if this is the first mention of the white garments, but this was one of the first that I caught. Revelation 3, 4 through 5 context here. This is within the letter to the church in Sardis. It says, yet you still have a few names in Sardis, people who have not soiled their garments, and they will walk with me in white. For they are worthy. The one who conquers will be clothed thus in white garments, and I will never blot his name out of the book of life. Dr. Jim Coakley, professor of Bible here at Moody Bible Institute. I could not help but notice these white garments that are mentioned uh, quite a few times in Revelation that the saints will be clothed in white. Give us just give us some context and some understanding here of what this is a picture of. Well, first of all, of course, uh, garments are very much a 
part of the transition. You even look at Joseph way back in the first book of the Bible, where when he changes clothes, he changes roles. And uh, now we're seeing in the book of Revelation, uh, many people are changing their roles from being, again, persecuted or being martyred and now receiving these white garments. Now, I think we have to understand that white has a lot of different uh, range of meanings. So we have to be careful and say, well, white just only means one thing. Because white in the book of Revelation can mean purity, can mean holiness, can mean honor, it can even mean victory. And so sometimes it's even a combination of some of those uh, kind of thoughts. And so we have to be careful not to just uh, rigidly say, well, white always means this. Because white is a full range of uh, really powerful, positive meanings. But even that, white can sometimes even be negative, uh, not so much in Revelation. But, you know, if you're white uh, like a leper, uh, like Miriam is, that's negative. So uh, we have to be careful that we, you know, in a sense, only think in one category when we hear these symbols like the color white. But, man, white in the book of Revelation just really, really stands out uh, for, again, the the honor, the glory, the victory that the believers or even angels, even Jesus has white hair. And we appear before a white, great white throne. Uh, and so white is used very, very uh, prevalently in the scriptures. Mm. So these being clothed in white garments or being given a white robe, is this by your understanding an expectation that all saints, all believers will ultimately be clothed in white? Is that is that the implication here? Yeah, I mean, the idea Revelation talks about being overcomers. Uh, and so the idea those who overcome, those who do, you know, make it in a sense to, to heaven, uh, will receive these white robes. And so it's the symbol, hey, you've made it. Uh, and so you kept yourself from getting, uh, you know, the, the impurities to show itself on white. Uh, I know when I, when I eat spaghetti, I have to wear a special shirt. because I know <laughs> if I mess up, I, <laughs> it's not going to be traumatic. Uh, and so if somebody made it through all the way, and they are still wearing white with no spots, no stains. Uh, that's a really sign of faithfulness and victory, and that's honored by the Lord. And so like getting a white garment, standing around the, the Lord in this white raiment, in this white cloth, uh, is just really a sign of great, great victory and honor. Revelation 9, uh, a couple verses there, 7 and 8. Let us rejoice and exult and give him the glory for the marriage of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. It was granted her to clothe herself with fine linen, bright and pure, for the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. Is this where we get some of our wedding our, our wedding traditions of, of being a bride standing at the front of a church wearing a white dress? Yeah, I mean, white's always kind of had the notion of purity, and it's associated with priesthood. So some of the priests, even in the Old Testament, would wear white garments. And so white really is a special you know, color associated with so many different things. But, you know, purity, especially for the bride to say, hey, I'm, you know, I've kept myself for my husband uh, on our wedding day. Uh, and so to wear white uh, was a sign of purity. I was just in Greece last month and found out that, that some of the priests of some of the pagan temples wore white. So whether it was the Acropolis or whether it was at Delphi where the oracle was. Uh, and so white is often associated with kind of religious purity, uh, whether it's in the Bible or even in the ancient world. 
So for proper understanding for this, because when you when you read it that we've not soiled our garments, that we have kept ourselves pure, we are born into sin. So for the person who's listening and thinks, well, I'm already disqualified because there's nothing about my life that I've kept pure, that I've kept unsoiled. I give a proper understanding of here of of that this is not all us doing this for ourselves. No, no. And I think that's a great thing to, to stress. I mean, even in the book of Isaiah, though your sins be as scarlet, they should be white as snow. Yes. And so the, the idea there is white, in a sense, shows that forgiveness, that cleansing that happens. And so, again, it's not these people, you know, have cleansed themselves. It's because, again, it seems very oxymoronic, uh, very contradictory. You're washed white in the blood of the, of the lamb. It's like, well, no, if I touch anything white with red, it's going to stain it. But with the blood of Jesus Christ, it's such a cleansing agent that it can take any impurity uh, and make it pure and make it clean. And so that's what we we uh, rely on is not our you know faithfulness. It's the, the Lord's faithfulness to us to forgive us our sins when we ask forgiveness for those. Anything you want to add that maybe we've missed that would be important for understanding here? No, white, like I said, is always used throughout the book of Revelation. You have the white horse, you have the white stone, you have the white throne. And so it is, again, very fitting uh, that as part of this whole glorious scene, and this is what the book of Revelation is meant to do, is to give encouragement to those that are in oppression. I mean, the book of Revelation was written when the Roman government was really oppressing the early church. And so the idea of using this color symbolism of white is really encouraged for the saints who are undergoing great persecution, the martyrs who were giving up their lives. They're going to be honored. They're going to be victorious, and they're going to be clean, and they're all going to stand around like the angels who wear white. We're all going to be singing uh, glory to the Lamb. And so that should hopefully give us a little bit of encouragement to stick with it, to stay pure, to stay faithful, uh, because one day we will get the victorious white garment. Mm. Dr. Jim Coakley, thank you so much for your time this morning. Appreciate you. Wow, good stuff. Check it out. If you want to read Revelation, a couple verses I mentioned. The first one was Revelation 3, 4 through 5. Hey, this is Carl with Carl and Crew, and I'm so grateful that you listened to this showcast. Thank you mostly for being part of the Boom Crew. As we help you take your next step with Jesus, you're a huge encouragement to us. We'll be here again live every weekday morning from 5 to 9 a.m. Godspeed.